Sowing in Health and Wellness is brought to you by Freedom Gate Church, where it is their passion to advance Christ's kingdom and disciple the generations. Freedom Gate is located at 104 Tennis Center Drive, directly behind Pioneer Chevrolet in Marietta, Ohio. Sunday morning services begin at 1030 a.m. Find more details on the web at freedomgatechurch.net. Soaring in Health and Wellness is also brought to you by Mountaineer Chiropractic, located at 2108 Camden Avenue, Suite D, Parkersburg, West Virginia. For more information, go online to mountaineercairo.com. If you'd like to be a sponsor or help support Soaring in Health and Wellness podcast, please go online to eagleswayministries.org and select Patron Page in the top menu bar. Hello, and thank you for listening to Soaring in Health and Wellness with Dr. Stephen Wells. Dr. Wells is a chiropractic physician with a passion to help individuals reach new levels in health and wellness. Dr. Wells has been involved in the health and wellness field for over 30 years. Dr. Wells received his Bachelor of Science degree from Oral Roberts University in Tulsa, Oklahoma, with an emphasis in health and exercise science. He received his second Bachelor of Science degree in general sciences, along with his Doctor of Chiropractic degree, with honors from Palmer College of Chiropractic in Davenport, Iowa. Soaring in Health and Wellness is a tool to help educate individuals reach new levels in health and wellness and a passion to live with a sense of purpose and vitality. Dr. Wells and his guests, ranging from doctors of all areas of health care to educators, nurses, personal trainers, counselors, and pastors, will discuss and inform you on how to improve in all dimensions of wellness from a biblical worldview perspective with one goal in mind, seeing you soar towards optimal health and wellness. If you're ready, let's get started with today's program with your host, Dr. Steve Wells. Welcome back to Soaring in Health and Wellness. Today's guest is Stephen Givens. Again, he's a professional counselor and co-owner of Counseling and Wellness Center of Ohio. And in the first period of our podcast, we were talking about the preparation phase. And this period, we're going to be speaking on the action stage. And Rebecca Donatelli notes behavior change strategies include basically six different components, which we're going to touch on and uh, spend a little bit of time on it so you all understand. Um, The first component is visualization. Second is countering. Third is controlling the situation. Four is changing your self-talk. Five is rewarding yourself. And six is journaling. As far as visualizing new behavior, mental practice can transform unhealthy behavior into healthy ones. You'll notice that athletes and others use a technique known as imagine rehearsal. Imagine rehearsal is defined as practicing a skill or behavior through mental imagery. Imagine asking out someone uh, before asking them out. Mental rehearsal uh, performance is an excellent way to support skill development. Careful mental and verbal rehearsal of how you intend to act will help you anticipate problems and greatly improve the likelihood of success. When I was preparing for today's podcast, I came across an article um, on the internet, and it was by the right.edu, and it was the use of mental rehearsal to improve performance, and they had a basketball girl named Tasha Butts. She is executing one of the toughest shots in the sport of basketball, and mentally rehearsing such a performance beforehand can be very helpful. Butts is a guard on the T- University of Tennessee's basketball team Sunday night in the last second of Tennessee's Postseason tournament game against Baylor, Butts was sent to the free throw line with a chance to win the game. There was a lot of pressure on her to perform. If she failed, her team might well have been eliminated from the tournament, and such pressure makes three throw shooting at the end of a basketball game very difficult. 
The good news is Butts succeeded and Tennessee defeated Baylor that evening. As far as how would we prepare for difficult performances in athletics, the workplace, or other situations, research has found that a combination of imagined practice and actual practice often results in better performance than those achieved with preparation that relies solely on actual practice. And that was found in the uh, studies have shown that imagined practice improves performance in diverse contexts that include communications, education, and clinical and counseling psychology. And that was from Human Resource Management Review. So, Stephen, what mental rehearsal is and why does it work? So, uh, I guess I would probably say another good name for mental rehearsal would be mindfulness meditation. Mm -hmm. You know, and what's really important about it's it's kind of think of it in the sense of just kind of prepping the brain here. You know, of getting ready to to put uh, your your thoughts into action. Well, you know, the the great thing about this, um, I, I can remember back when I was even in elementary and stuff when I played basketball. Mm -hmm. I got, just like butts here, you know, uh, they tell you imagine yourself making the shot in, right. in doing that and what's really important about that is when um, my brain if when i when i tell my little finger here to wiggle my brain shoots these electrical currents all the way down at over 200 miles an hour to tell my little finger move move your net muscle and so when i practice at something my brain shoots these pathways to get to these muscles it's like muscle memory and it tells these muscles what to be able to do and the great thing about that is when you can uh, do something over and over or think even over and over about how you want to act on something, it makes those pathways a whole lot easier and a whole lot quicker for them to get to. So therefore, when you're thinking about change, for instance, there that, hey, uh, for example, back to our, you know, maybe our, our, our weight loss, you know, mm -hmm. if I'm driving home, if, if my routine's been, hey, going to the drive through going to McDonald's here again right. with those, you know, my brain has has developed that pathway to be able to say, hey, uh, when I get walking out of the office into my car, first thing my brain is telling myself, hey, got to hit McDonald's on the way home, right? <laughs> so in being able to do that, if I'm prepping my mind and mentally and saying, okay, nope, I know that this is where my route takes me is to McDonald's. I'm going to re um, recalculate my route here. Maybe it's going to the grocery store. And I know, hey, I got to pick up dinner tonight to be able to do that. I'm giving my brain a new pathway to be able to say, yep, this is what it looks like for healthiness. Mm -hmm. It looks like that I'm going to go to uh, the grocery store. I'm going to pick out some fruits, vegetables, mm -hmm. whatever case, and I'm mindfully going to prepare myself for action mm -hmm. on that. Well, I tell you, you know, you ever heard the saying, practice makes perfect? Yeah, I, I you know, I'll tell you, um, just a little tweak on that I've heard there, Stephen. A wise gal once told me, she said, Stephen, practice don't make perfect, but it makes permanent. Right. And the more that we practice at something, the more permanent you can really make it. Okay. Yeah. So you would say probably, I mean, it's, it's good. It's almost like a baseball swing. Yeah. All right. So when you're repetition of a baseball swing and you have a bad swing and you continue to reinforce that bad swing, the saying is when you get to the high school level or to the college level, it's very difficult to change that swing or correct that swing that may have a hitch or some right. inequality in there. So that's why they kind of say, you know, if you're going to reinforce ideas or reinforce practice like that's really good to enforce those those good habits like you were talking about you know you had to make those correct habits those habits that actually correct change or create change um as far as um you know you were we were talking about as far as 
we were talking about that mental rehearsal procedure and you were talking about as far as before um how when we talk about mental rehearsal there may be people out there listening who really don't understand the procedure or how do we go about actually thinking in our minds hey listen this is what i need to do and you were kind of transforming into the you know the action as far as the correct choice or the health change okay remember Trying to put my mind on that for a second. So um, another great, I, I guess, I don't know if this is on, on, on topic, you can mm-hmm. correct me there, but, um, you know, another a good way of preparing for something like that, um, one of the things I often will tell my clients there is um, there are things that are called labyrinths, and mm-hmm. um, I, I often will um, encourage them. You can go online. I believe it's labyrinth.org is what it is, but it's the old mazes and stuff. And I believe that WVP actually has a huge one that you can go to with those but uh, what they do is they go into these labyrinths and you'll find these even in gardens and um, uh, all kinds of like maze likes but what people will do is they'll walk through and they build a mindfulness around them about the environment that they're with and and it's it's really not having an expectation on those but allowing um, themselves to become more aware of the surroundings uh, around them Uh, in in the um, Historically, uh, Native Americans, they, they would used to do this. They called it a Chautauqua or a, a vision quest. And they would literally go out for days in the wilderness and just be by themselves. And in that time, they really got to really learn their own instincts about themselves, about what they really want to do. And it was in that time that they, they weren't looking for an answer to a question with those. They literally would wait for this vision to be able to come to help give them those answers with mm-hmm. those. Now, specifically, since we have goals that we're looking at with those if i have um this is going to probably go back to that smart and i that we talked about and uh, on top of that when we're getting to those specific and measurement goals it's really is 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 trying to calculate about what that really looks like you know if i'm going to lose weight i know that going to the gym four o'clock mm-hmm. every day is what that's going. And when I get to that gym, then I'm going to mentally see of what's what I'm going to look at. So maybe that's dividing this thing up here because I don't want to work out every muscle mm-hmm. in my mm-hmm. body because mm-hmm. that's not going to be good. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe on Mondays, I'm going to do biceps and chest mm-hmm. with those Tuesdays. I'm going to do cardio. I'm going right. to do some running Wednesdays. Uh, I might be doing some triceps and I'm going to do some, um, and back, mm-hmm. you know, and then Thursdays, I, you know, I might have another cardio day with those and it's just kind of planning those, planning those things out and imagine myself about what that looks like so you see how i kind of broke mm-hmm. those things down day by day and I'm, I'm mentally preparing my brain about okay i know mondays is only going to be bicep chest so i know my muscles for my legs mm-hmm. are going to have a break because mm-hmm. i'm not working on those today right. you know I'm, I'm mentally prepared just for those just like you said with maybe baseball i, I like to kind of go with golf because mm-hmm. i like golf mm-hmm. Of thing you know I, I was watching on a program there just the other night and they said that you know one of the things that um, a lot of amateur golfers have a um, kind of mess up on that they don't think about is the mindfulness that goes into mm. that you know is when you are just focusing on that ball everything else has to go out of play mm-hmm. you don't think about you know what's for dinner tonight or what, what do right. I you know the only thing I'm focusing on is just that ball and how I'm going to connect with that ball there too and that's kind of going to this mental Mm -hmm. rehearsing what does this ball look like and how am i connecting Mm -hmm. what is this goal i'm going to be Mm -hmm. doing and how am i going to execute this Mm -hmm. goal 
to make it effective and well, successful. I tell you, so basically, mental rehearsal techniques in summary uh, pretty much have learned to help us perform in sports like you mentioned or stage or in some other context can also help us performing challenge and task in the workplace by reducing stress and boosting confidence. Mental rehearsal can help us succeed basically bottom line. Right. You got it. You got it. All right. And she mentioned also counter countering means substituting a desired behavior for an undesirable one. And she gives an example of someone wanting to stop eating junk food. And we've been talking about, McDonald's. (laughs) McDonald's. <laughs> anyway, but cold turkey just isn't realistic, you know. Especially, yeah, right. especially right. if you live in Parkersburg and there's like six McDonald's, you know, on every street corner. The golden arches <laughs> are right. everywhere, aren't they? So yeah. instead, yeah. she says, compile a list of substitute foods and places to get them, and have this ready before your mouth starts to water at the smell of a burger and fries. Okay. Yeah. 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 And what that does is it gives you a way out. Right. You know, and, and, and what's nice about that. And I think about this, you know, we, I, I'm going to go over, you know, even to the Bible, how, you know, God always says, I will not give you more than you mm-hmm. can bear, you know, but, and with that is because there's always an option for us to be able to, to, um, have a way out. And, and the same thing even goes with this. You know, if, if I'm thinking burgers and fries, then I need, you're right. I need to have a substitution here. Mm-hmm. I, I need to have, uh, I like to call it the fire escape plan there. You know, uh, when I was, uh, uh, in elementary, we used to, I don't know if you did this, Steve, but when, when I was in elementary, we used to have those fire drills mm-hmm. there. And the way this worked is they would have like this bell that would go off and, or a siren right. that would go off. And our teachers, when that happened, we had to line up in alphabetical order. We had a specific place that we had to go. And our teacher, she'd come there, Bob, her heads and let us know oh yep you're here yeah. she count us and then when we left we had a specific route that we mm-hmm. had to go you didn't just run out <laughs> the building there right. you had a specific route mine always happened to go on recess i was already outside <laughs> or something took away from there but anyway we when we were uh, when we had a specific route when we got outside the teacher would then go back and she would count our heads again mm-hmm. in that line to make sure everybody was there it's the fire wow. escape plan now i'd love to be able to tell you Stephen. Mm-hmm that uh, uh, there was a great fire. We made it out barely alive <laughs> because of this. No, it never happened. But I tell you what, when that was practice and I knew it, when it was most critical, boy, I was ready and prepared to be able to go. So mm-hmm. just like this uh, Big Mac here on right. the McDonald's, nothing against McDonald's, <laughs> but if you work at McDonald's or anything to do it, I'm not putting you guys down at all there. I love the McDonald's, love the fries, good yeah. stuff there. But if, I, if I'm trying to be able to lose weight or if I if mm-hmm. that's the case, I got to have a fire escape plan that, hey, you know what? If it's not Big Mac and fries there, then maybe maybe it's a piece of gum mm-hmm. that, you know, that I, I need to chew or something like that instead of, you know, wafting as I'm he, going by. Or you had something. to go with a piece of gum I know, Big Mac. I know, <laughs> I know. Like, yeah. Of all the things you could choose, you chose a piece of gum. I thought maybe you'd come up with an apple. You know, we hear yeah. about the apple or the banana, but, you know, whatever, yeah. whatever works. But that fire escape plan is... Well, you know, another <laughs> good realistic one there that is really great specifically with eating is popcorn. Popcorn. Popcorn is one... Now, I'm not saying go drizzle it with <laughs> butter. All, all the, and it's okay to have some butter, but yeah. I'll tell you, it is one of the best calorie uh, uh, snacks that you actually can eat and right. stuff there. And it's it has that saltiness that we like and all that good stuff there. So it's a nice counter. It is. All righty. As far as moving on... 
Uh, she mentions the component of control a situation. Sometimes the right setting or the right group of people will positively influence our behavior. And she says behaviors have both uh, antecedents and also consequences. And the antecedent basically are the events or aspects of the situation that come beforehand. And these cue or stimulate a person to act in certain ways. Antecedents can be physical events, thoughts, motions, or actions of other people. And then consequences are basically the results of behavior and can affect whether a person will repeat the action. And consequences can also consist of physical events, thoughts, emotions, or actions of other people. And she talks about the, the situational inducement, you know, mm-hmm. as far as that. Um, yeah, you know, about, about this, I, I heard it uh, once from a, a guy, a colleague of mine there, and I think he put it, he, he called it the P to the seventh power. P to the seventh power here, Steve. He said, he said, prior proper planning prevents pitiful, poor performance. Wow. Yeah, I, I got to write that down. Yeah. Go ahead yeah. and do that again. I'll say it again. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> P to the seventh power. P to the seventh. Prior proper planning prevents pitiful, poor performance. If I'm setting up all my dominoes, mm-hmm. I know exactly where they're going to fall, mm-hmm. right? right? And there, there's no question about that and stuff. When I'm best prepared, I'm going to perform to my best mm-hmm. with those. But if I'm going into something blind or reactive there, you can bet, you know, I'm going to come away with a Big Mac, you know. <laughs> <laughs> going back to this McDonald's, I just can't get away from yeah, it there. Right. Yeah, But, you know, if I don't prepare and I'm reactive, I'm mm-hmm. more likely to fall back into those old behaviors. Wow. I just I tell you that that makes that this podcast that much more important. Just those seven that seven P's that yeah. you said. It's like the people are like, why why do we have to listen to all the whole podcast? Right there was great. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> that's right. That's right. I'm gonna have to really get. I have to write that down because I don't have a pen. But hey. uh, moving on, as far as um, you know, change, changing self talk. Now, we talked about this last week with Michael. Yep. And we talked about uh, as we mentioned previously again, self talk or the way we think to ourselves can also play a role in modifying health related behaviors. Self talk can reflect our feelings of self efficacy, which is an individual's belief that he or she is capable of achieving certain goals or performing at a level that may influence in life. And also, as we mentioned earlier, how self efficacy is one of the most important factors that influence our health status. And Donatelli explains when we don't feel self efficacious. It's tempting to engage in negative self-talk, which can sabotage our best attention. And I know you're wanting to jump in there, so go ahead and oh. give your input. <laughs> well, I just I, I was thinking back of our last podcast that we just had. And, you know, last time I kind of used that uh, analogy about uh, the tape recorder there, you know. And if I was to play on the tape recorder and I said, Stephen, you're a dumb dumb, you know. And if I put that on there, if, I, if that's the recording that kept going on in my head, eventually – I, I really mm-hmm. believe that. And mm-hmm. what I believe typically is is a foundation about how I'm going to act automatically there. So therefore, if I can take out that cassette and I put that back in a new one there and I can say, hey, uh, Stephen, you've got this. You know, you're awesome or you're great. Whatever you um, believe that you're going to be. Uh, uh, Henry Ford, he was the guy that... Um, uh, had, he invented Ford there. He had a great saying. He says, whether you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. Mm-hmm. And boy, if you think you can do this, you're going to get it. But mm-hmm. boy, if you think you can't, you've already got yourself failed. 
Mm. at this. And and the same thing goes here. If I believe fully that I'm going to be able to lose that 10 pounds or that I'm going to have the greatest marriage or that I'm going to be able to uh, get over, you know, doing drugs or I'm going to be able to um, uh, to succeed in school there, you know, whatever the whatever your goal is, if I have that in mind that, hey, I already know I can do this, you're likely to succeed. There. I tell you what, see, that, that's excellent because, you know, I was, I was kind of looking at the, these notes in, um, as far as by psychologist Albert Ellis. And he was mm-hmm. talking, uh, Donatelli has mentioned some of the strategies of changing self-talk. And you hit it right on the head as far as um, there's a close connection between what people say to themselves and how they feel. And this is, again, according to psychologist Albert Ellis, most emotional problems and related behavior stem from irrational statements that people make to themselves when events in their lives are different from what they would like them to be. Yes. And Ellis too. is a great guy. He's from New York and stuff there. He's, he's probably he's one of He's a friend of, most, of yours. No, 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 no. <laughs> he's a friend of a friend of a friend, <laughs> friend. I guess you would say, right? So, uh, no, big wig there. But people I have talked to who have actually met him in person, he's one of the most blunt and direct person that you probably ever met. Boy, he does what we call reality therapy. And that is really where the rubber meets the road. We, in our society, we have a lot of kind of fluff in those. It gets down to the nitty gritty. If you really want this, then you better. Uh, then you better believe that you really want it because mm-hmm. that's how you're going to get it. And he really helps to break down those things step mm-hmm. by step. He has a uh, a technique called the ABCDEF, and he, he kind of brings it mm-hmm. breaks those down. And that's a I could go into a whole nother thing with wow. those things, but it really goes along with your mm-hmm. antecedents, those behaviors right. and things there to really uh, where you can really break down those things and really get to. What's the thing that holds you back, and how can I get past that? Or, right. You know, with that, I tell you, um, you know, as far as and we had mentioned this last week uh, with Mike, I'm sure Mike's really missing us now. What do you think? That's right, you are, Mike. <laughs> I, you're listening to this, uh, and you're wishing you, you were, were here. here. But, yes, right. yes. But anyway, we were talking about as far as some examples of positive thoughts, you know, or, or positive self talk, and I really have a hard time just being around people who are so negative. I was never, I was not brought up that way. My mom, you know, we didn't have the best of things, but she was so positive. My yeah. dad was positive. And that's where I, I feel as believers, we have an advantage, you know, with the help of God. And also with some of the things as far as with what scripture says in the Bible, as far as, you know, some things that I kind of recommend as far as there's some great scriptures in the Bible that talk about positive thoughts. And, you know, one can be commit your way unto the Lord, trust also in him and he shall bring it to pass. Uh, the Lord himself goes before you and will be with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. And, you know, and a God before us, who can be against us? I tell you, it's just, I mean, verse after verse after verse. Yeah. That re, um, you know, as far as putting those positive thoughts and positive words as far as that we can I really of. like that scripture where, you know, it talks about, you know, finally, brothers, whatever is admirable, whatever is holy, whatever mm-hmm. is great. Think of such things. Mm-hmm. And it goes back to that positivity oh, wow. that you're yeah. talking about there. That's yeah. Um, as far as another strategy, as far as um, is talking about practicing blocking and stopping. And uh, Donatelli notes, uh, be purposefully by blocking or stopping negative thoughts, a person can concentrate on taking positive steps toward behavior change. She gives an example. Suppose you and I were preoccupied with our ex-partner who recently left us for someone else. By refusing to dwell on negative images or and forcing ourselves to focus elsewhere, we can avoid wasting energy, 
time and emotional resources and move on to positive change. Yeah, you know, Virginia Satir, she's a family therapist, big wig in my field, and, and uh, she kind of used the analogy of a rearview mirror, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, she she said this, she said, it's okay to look at your past, don't stare at it. There. Wow. You know, if you got a rearview mirror and all you're looking is at your rearview yeah. mirror, what's going to happen? But you're yeah, going to crash, yeah. right? You're going to be hitting something by there. And, you know, when you're looking at now, is a rearview mirror important? It sure mm-hmm. is. It's important. Why is it important? It, it, it keeps us safe. Right. You know, looking back when I'm backing up my car or whenever I'm changing lanes and stuff, I want to know what's behind me so that it doesn't creep yeah. up on me and, and get me with okay. those things. But there's a reason why your windshield's a whole lot bigger than your rearview mirror. Because if you're looking ahead, you know right where you're going. Wow. So you really want to make sure, especially in this goals and stuff here, like she's saying, the stop and the block, yeah. it's okay to look back. You know, I don't want to stop you there because those are what we call automatic thoughts. They're going to come. Mm-hmm. You know, if I, if I was to say, hey, stop thinking about those, that'd be like me saying, okay, Steve, for the next 30 seconds, I don't want you to think about the color red. Mm-hmm. What are you thinking about? Red. Yeah. It's, you know, it's the only thing <laughs> right. that we, we think about with those. So it's not just about being able to say you have to stop thinking about mm-hmm. those, but rather think about that rearview mirror. If that's all my focus is on is in that rearview mirror, I'm missing out. I'm missing out on what the windshield is really wow. bringing me. And that's, that's, that's a, my that's goal. That's a great analogy. That is, that is great. Um, Donatelli talks about rewarding ourselves as far as one of these components and taking action. So reward ourselves. She explains another way to promote positive change is rewarding ourselves or also known as positive reinforcement. And she continues to describe five different types of reinforcers. She talks about consumable reinforcers. And she talks about activity reinforcers, manipulative reinforcers, possessional reinforcers, and social reinforcers. So if you can just give an example of each and no, we'll just move on like that. So as far as the consumable reinforcers, what's an example of someone saying, what is what she talking about as far as consumable? So um, uh, just uh, uh, let me first start here with a reward. Mm-hmm. You know, it's important to reward ourselves. Mm-hmm. If I'm going to put some effort and energy into something, I want some return on, on right. that stuff, right? So even as we're talking about this, you know, Mount Everest again, you know, mm-hmm. if I reach one of those camps, I want to mm-hmm. reward myself from getting where I'm at. If I have to wait to get to the summit to reward right. myself, woo, uh, you know, is there any gas <laughs> left in this tank here you know no i get up there i gotta fill my tank back up before i get to the going to the next camp because if i don't got any gas in my tank how far you think i'm Mm -hmm. gonna go not very far not very far so when we're talking about the consumable reinforcers obviously these are just different ways that she's given examples about how we can really reward reward ourselves Mm -hmm. there and you know the consumables everything that what i can basically Mm -hmm. put in my mouth it is probably Mm -hmm. probably the most um uh, what I'm going to consume. So this would be something like maybe a, a favorite fruit or snack that mm-hmm. you really want to be able to, to put in that, uh, uh, for, for again. So for example, for our, our weight loss, you know, if, if, uh, I have, um, uh, gone, maybe it's seven days that you, you know, had said, Hey, I'm, I'm good. Or six days on the seventh day. It's like Sabbath day. You know, uh, this is the day I'm, I'm going to be able to reward myself with something. Maybe it's, uh, you know, uh, having an extra, 
I don't know, uh, a dessert or something mm-hmm. there that you can really want. You know, and that's the thing when it comes to things like dieting and stuff. There, it's not just taking away mm-hmm. all the, I'd say, good stuff there, right? right? You know, right. we it's okay to have. It's mm-hmm. just important to have it in moderation. moderation. So we want to be able to make sure that you can still have the sugars. It's okay to even have, you know, a Big Mac, you know, or a, for, there you go, McDonald's. You know, it's okay mm-hmm. to have those things. So maybe after doing that, Go through the drive-thru and get you something with mm-hmm. this. It's totally okay. Right. And as far as activity reinforcer? So activities, this is actually probably getting to go. I, I love this one. I, I love activity ones. It's the thing that we look forward to. Mm-hmm. You know, we you probably see this mostly with people with vacations. How many people do you think, and I'm, I'm talking to you listeners, how many of you guys do you wait to go on vacation once a year? And some mm-hmm. of you, maybe it's a couple years for that. Way too long with right. those, right? We want to be able to break this down. I love telling my clients there, don't be waiting that year for you to get to go to have the big vacation. Right. You want to have weekend getaways or even the smaller things. Maybe this is a trip to the mountains and stuff. Maybe it's going camping there. Maybe it's even smaller, you know, at the end of the week, going to the movies or something there. Something that gives you a, a sense of adventure, uh, something to get to go do something and get out and really just uh, to um, fill up your cup. That's mm-hmm. the big key on this is filling up your cup. Right. And manipulative reinforcers. So uh, manipulative reinforcers would have uh, different incentives, such as um, maybe um, uh, uh, for it's a little bit more difficult. Yeah, yeah, it is and stuff there. So maybe uh, this might be with somebody else. If I uh, mow the lawn or something mm-hmm. there, then I might have a, a lower rent mm-hmm. in exchange for for right. those things there. So if I work hard at it mm-hmm. and stuff, I might get a benefit out of that uh, for doing that. Mm-hmm whatever that work is okay. in case B. And we got possessional reinforcer. And that would be something that I think would be probably kids would enjoy as far oh, as teens because yeah. there's always gadgets out there. You know, you got the new phone, you know, of course the new phones are expensive. Oh, yeah. So it doesn't always have to be a new phone. Right. You know? But right. just an intangible thing that they can hold as, as a gift type deal. Yeah, for my son, he's five, it'd probably be like a toy, <laughs> you know, of uh, some sort there. Let me you explain know? something to you, Steve. <laughs> um, as your kids get a little bit older, yeah. it costs a little bit a little more, bit more than the toy. Oh. <laughs> okay. You're hurting my heart yeah. here today. Okay. okay. <laughs> and then we got social reinforcers. Yeah, and I, you know, and this is one of the ones I really think, truly, us as human beings, it's the one that we crave the most, that we really want the most, but we have the hardest time sometimes of feeling like we get it, especially like in this technological world where we have a lot of barriers, feeling like, you know, I got my nose in my phone instead of getting to talk mm-hmm. to you with those. You know, we we really don't get that as, as much as mm-hmm. I think we, we need. Um, but the social reinforcers is being able to get that love, getting that connection, getting that approval from mm-hmm. others there and boy this is really really important go out with friends mm-hmm. there you know um having you know make make yourself some play dates here mm-hmm. in a sense there you know i'll tell you what if it's a it's a good day sunny day like that i got on speed dial some buddies we're going golfing <laughs> yeah. or something you know if i get a free moment we're, we're out there, there hitting some balls and stuff there we're just doing that and that's really important because there is a difference there is a difference and i'm sure listeners i'm betting you can relate to this there's a difference between going to the zoo and going to the zoo with someone you care about. Mm-hmm. 
There's a difference in playing golf all by yourself mm-hmm. and playing with your buddy. Mm-hmm. There's a difference in being able to, you know, uh, knit, knit a quilt at home and doing it in a group with right. some women. Boy, when we have that with somebody else, you you just have much more depth yeah, and, so important. And, and, and reward there. Yeah, right. it's just so good, so needed. I tell you, Donatelli, she notes that difficulty with employing positive reinforcements often lies in determining which incentive will be most effective. And at first, your reinforcers may initially come from others, but as you see positive change in yourself, you will begin to reinforce yourself. But, again, this is very important, and she explains that reinforcers should immediately follow a behavior but warns of overkill. She continues with an example of rewarding yourself a movie every time you go jogging. This reinforces will soon lose its power. It would be better to give yourself this reward after a full week of an adherence to your exercise program, which is what you mentioned. You know, after that week, after you've kept up your your exercise routine or your diet or whatever, then reward yourself. But, you know, she talks about overkill because, again, it loses that effectiveness. It loses that power that doesn't really give you something to really look forward to right right and in a sense with that there is and i think that really what it comes back to is in in our life what we really need is balance mm-hmm. you know i got a way out with these is how much investment am i putting in how much return am i getting out if all i'm doing is doing work and i don't and i get uh a uh, little reward from that, it's unbalanced. Or if I put little work in and I get too much reward, there's not balance there with those. I get entitled with that. Mm-hmm. Or it, it doesn't have the, it doesn't have the appreciation, that, that weight of appreciation that goes with that, you know? So it really is. It's all about being able to have that good balance. Like you're saying, don't overkill it. Don't put the scale, tip the scales one right. way or the other with right. this. Making sure that you have good balance on that. I tell you, and, and we're going to kind of close up with this stage here. And she talks about journaling yeah yeah have you, you found pretty good success with that i have you know the thing is with journaling um what i really like about journaling specifically is whenever we are talking about these goals or we're going through trying to make some changes and stuff in our if we are we're kicking this thing around in my mind i can easily justify rationalize manipulate turn things around here in my mind but the great thing i love about journaling is when you write that down that literally helps to make things more reality. Mm-hmm. It's etched in stone. Mm-hmm. I can't take it away. Mm-hmm. It's out there, and now I can't take it back there. At least I got it down on paper. And when I can visually see that, when I can kinesthetically write that down there, it becomes uh, a more, uh, I get more commitment out of that because it's more etched in right. stone. And we're talking about the, uh, the actually behavior change contract. Um, as far as the, the next phase and this will be pretty quick and it's that stage five that maintenance phase yeah so in the maintenance phase at this point it's almost not in the sense of autopilot and stuff Mm -hmm. there but when you're when you got that lifestyle change that you've reached to what virginia state here i told you last time was that new status Mm -hmm. quo with those boy it's now being able to now i've made it to this summit Mm -hmm. here i want to i want to make sure that i can maintain this this great um uh, maintain that uh, a, a um, 
might might change. So in a sense here, just like I said, mountaintops and valleys. It doesn't mean I'm not going to have any more valleys because mm-hmm. we know we're going to have that. But what uh, the maintaining of that is is that I didn't stop climbing. So it, just because I reached my summit, anybody who ever reaches a summit, they're always looking about what's what's the next mountain to climb, what's the next thing, because I want that new status quo. Because as human development, one of the things that we always need that is a it's one of our human needs is growth. Right. I just automatically need growth. Right. And you know we had talked about earlier, uh, I believe last podcast with Mike and Suarez. A lot of times you can actually be jumping around from stage to stage. You know, go from the pre-contemplation to the contemplation, go to the activation, then, sure. you know, you kind of sip and slide. And they said, basically, Ensel Roth and Ensel encourage us to keep going and to continue using the positive strategies that we have worked in earlier stages, which we discussed in the past three weeks and also this week, four weeks, as far as changing. And we need to be prepared for lapses. All right. Uh, if, if we find ourselves skipping exercise classes, they encourage us not to give up on the whole project and to invite a friend to join us, hold us accountable. Being a role model, once we successfully change our behavior, we may be able to help someone do the same thing. And I th- I'm going to put a nexus in here because I really think this is really important, especially in this maintenance phase here as well, is um, I really encourage people uh, – um, especially is whenever we get down to these lapses that we have, it's easy for us to feel discouraged. Mm-hmm. It's easy for us to, to want to throw in the towel. And this is really a lot of times where I see a lot of people come to my door and they're, they're coming on in and say, well, I've tried this and stuff. I've, I've really, and you know what? It is empowering and it is important for us to make sure that we get in and get to talk to somebody so that they can actually help us out. Whether that be a friend or a mentor is great and stuff, but even in the professional counseling, it just really helps because it, it's, you can go beyond that. That mm-hmm. therapeutic relationship is one of the deepest relationships that you will mm-hmm. be able to develop with another human being. I mean, it's just so powerful with wow. those. And what's really, really great about that that a lot of people feel is when they get through that lapsing process, there's a lot of shame in that. Mm-hmm. You know, people feel uh, shame. And when they want to try to talk to somebody about it, I feel like I'm going to get judged automatically with those. And that professional there, mm-hmm. you know, I, I just heard a gal, she just told me I went to a conference, like you said, I uh, went to a conference and and I just heard this. I love this. Love this. She says, when you come into the office, we want you to bring your dirt. We want you to bring your dirt here. Because if you don't have dirt, then we can't grow. Mm-hmm. If you don't got dirt, you can't grow. <laughs> so we want to bring the dirt right. as much as it may be seen like it. Whenever we yeah. lapse back and we feel like, man, I did it again. Mm-hmm. I, 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 uh, I, I fell into that temptation, you know, or fell in the, just like, you mm-hmm. know, Jesus just ha- has told us everything. He, he's about that relationship there, mm-hmm. you know, and just like my son, I, I could tell you, you know, he, he runs around like a wild man mm-hmm. and stuff there, you know, and how many times I tell boy, you're going to fall down. You're going to hurt yourself mm-hmm. there, but he keeps on running. Mm-hmm. But when he runs, am I done with him? Mm-hmm. Hey, that's it. That's mm-hmm. the last time. No, of course right. not there. I pick him up. I love on that kid. And I, boy, let's watch yourself mm-hmm. next time so that doesn't mm-hmm. happen with those because I love them. And mm-hmm. the same thing even goes here. You need somebody to connect with and pick you back up there in those times mm-hmm. because I know, I know more and more times that repetitiveness and really being that encouragement, that not that judgment, but that acceptance there. Mm-hmm. If, if I can have that through someone has a wind in my sails and believes mm-hmm. me and, and helps me gain that, I'm going to succeed mm-hmm. to be able to get to that mountaintop. Right. 
I'm going to get there. I tell you, in the final, the sixth stage, can you believe we're here? <laughs> the is, summit. Is, is, is the termination stage. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Right? And this is basically where Ensel Roth and Ensel note that during this termination stage for some behaviors, we may reach this final stage. And at this stage, we have exited the cycle of change and are no longer tempted to lapse back into old behavior. We have a new self-image and total control with regard to our target behavior. Before we go on to our action step, I want to talk a little bit about, again, we talked about, about the lapses, but also some of the things as far as relapses. As far as what um, Steve has actually been saying, as far as the research suggests that most people make several attempts before they successfully change a behavior, and four out of five people experience some degree of backsliding. So that's normal. That's something to be expected. But they encourage us as far as never to give up. We are not to give up. And relapse can be demoralizing, but it is not the same as failure. Failure means stopping before we reach our goal and never changing our target behavior. Again, Ensel and Roth and Ensel note that they continue to note that during the early stages of the change process, it's a good idea to plan for relapse so that we can avoid guilt and self-blame, which is what Steve has been talking about, and get back on the track quickly. We need to forgive ourselves for the slip and to give ourselves credit for the progress we have already made and to move forward. You know, when I think about failure, um, I, I, I don't know, one of these days I'm going to, I don't know, put it, put it up there as an anonymous quote for mm -hmm. myself. I don't know with, with this, but here's the thing about failure. Um, it is not until I fail that I truly can succeed mm -hmm. because it is when I fail that I have everything to gain. Mm -hmm. And it is when I succeed that I have everything to lose mm. with those. And it's really important in those times of failures to really understand. And that, that's a true discipline. Mm -hmm. You know, in, in James, it talks about there that we should embrace our trials mm -hmm. and tribulations. Mm -hmm. Woo! That's a, that, that is, uh, man, that is a tall order, yeah, isn't it, there it sure with is. it? But, man, if you can hone in on that discipline that you can really accept failure at its embrace in that, those trials and tribulations, then I learn from that so that I can press on there to be able to get to my success mm -hmm. that I really want to be able to have. Wow. Yeah. I tell you, you, I, you know, that, that three-hour trip that you had today coming here <laughs> and preparing for this podcast has really done you well because you you were on the top of your game. Oh, is I that tell right? You, your analogies are blow, mind-blowing. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's, it's all it's, Mike. I mean, Mike, it, this, it, is, it, this it, is a credit you to give credit to Mike? I don't, I don't know. I have to. He's not here. Poor guy, you know. There, oh, yeah. He wrote your notes for you. Is that right? <laughs> That's right. No, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going to give him that credit. Yeah. Okay, I take back. Yeah, if I can't be there here to say this, this is the thing to say. But I tell you what, um, our action step, and we're going ready to close like that but before we close i always want to give an action step and this is something again it's about uh actually making a personal behavior change contract and a serious personal contract is one that commits you to your word and can result in a better chance of follow through than a casual offhand promise and um so as far as steve had mentioned earlier once you put it on paper it becomes more reality. Uh, reality, yeah, like that. yeah, and um, it sure does. And when and here's the thing with this is when you're going to write this contract, you know, the first thing that you're probably going to want to try to do is you're wanting to go for the end goal. Mm -hmm. But I want to encourage you also is don't just go for that. You know, just like Mount Everest, don't just go for the summit. Mm -hmm. 
but make your contract smaller to where you can get to the first camp. Mm-hmm. You know what that really looks like there. And one of the things there that um, I would probably even say uh, that go along maybe along with this contract here is um, I, I, here's a neat little. Uh, uh, activity that you listeners can do real easy. Go buy you a fishbowl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's right. A fishbowl. Fish Go bowl. get you a fishbowl. Oh, and it, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and what I want you to do is when you when you get this fishbowl, you can draw draw a line about three fourths of the way up with those. And I'll tell you what, my favorite person here, I don't know who did it, but whoever created like sticky notes, that's my favorite friend there. I, I use those things like candy, you know, I'm constantly writing something, but go get you a, a pad of sticky notes. And what you can do is write down three things that you want to accomplish today, not next week, mm-hmm. but today. And when you go and complete, make them small. Like we talked about that smart, specific, measurable, action-oriented here, realistic, and time-oriented. Whenever you have that, make them just for today. The three things that you want to do. Three different sticky notes, one for each of those. When you complete that, throw it into your fishbowl. Throw into your, your success into a fish. That's a visual way to show that you are successful. When you reach up to your line, reward yourself. Put wow. some gas back in your tank so that you can do it. And really, when you get up to those lines, start taking them out and start mm-hmm. re- looking at them. Because when you're doing that, now we're talking about that self-talk, that mm-hmm. efficacy here that we're talking about, to where you can see the success and you're putting it back in your brain and really building that muscle memory to say, oh, yeah, I can't, I can't just do it. I did do it. It's successful. Mm-hmm. I don't got to reinvent the wheel and then get three more when you get done with those sticky notes. Make that your behavioral contract. Wow. And I think that'll be more and more effective for you to be able to do. I tell you, I, I'm just gonna I'm gonna leave it on that. I was gonna follow up with that, but you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna leave it with what you just said as far as because that was really good. And I didn't know where you were going with your fishbowl. Yeah, but I tell you what, right. I'm glad you you went where you did because hey, okay. I was yeah, I was yeah. kind of wondering, yeah. okay, where'd you go with this? I just gave him a compliment. But I tell you what, uh, before we go, um, I want uh, Stephen to go ahead and and. I tell you what, he he's a firm believer in, in Jesus Christ. I tell you what, and just spending the last two podcasts with him and Mike, I tell you, if you're struggling out there with attaining goals or you need some guidance or some counseling, I tell you, I strongly recommend that you get a hold of their 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 business and it's counseling and wellness center. But I want you to get people again, you have an office in Parkersburg, you have an office in Belpre. And if you if you have the the address or phone numbers yeah. or websites so they can actually go and maybe they might need to talk to someone to kind of help get through some things before they can actually Absolutely. Absolutely. And we have, you know, we have, we, we are front staff is amazing. You'll love them when you call and stuff. They're ready to be able to, to connect with you and get you in with somebody who, mm-hmm. who is uh, our West Virginia. I'll start there. Our West Virginia side It is uh, the address is nine thirty six market street. And our phone number there is three zero four. 422-7300. Again, that's 304-422-7300. And uh, you can make contact with them. Or you can go on our website at counselingandwellness.com. Uh, oh, Counseling and Wellness Center. Uh, mm-hmm. Again, Counseling and A&D uh, Wellness Center, all one word, dot com with those. Or you can also check us out on Belpre. Uh, in our Ohio side, it is on uh, the address there is 225 Main Street. Again, that's 225 Main Street. There, you can give us a call there. Our number there is 740-401-3088. Again, 740 740- 
401-3088, and you can uh, connect there as well with our, our therapist. Also, we have a website. It's Ohio Counseling uh, and Wellness. Dot com mm-hmm. and that's on our Ohio side. If you go to either website, we got to click to go to the other one, so right. you can check us out on both ends there. Too. I tell you what, you know, again, I, I just want to say if you don't, all don't know, I'm sure I didn't, you don't know because I didn't tell you, but I we were having a difficult time as far as with Steve and Mike's schedule this week. I mean, these guys are busy, it's like that. They got a great business, they have great counselors, <laughs> but uh, I didn't want to really have anybody else do this last part on improving lifestyle behaviors because these guys live it, they do it, and they know it. And that's who you want to connect yourself with. So um, I just appreciate Steve for making the sacrifice of getting here after being gone all week in conferences and mind-blowing and so forth. So um, I just want to say thank you for being here and for making a uh, change in people's lives. I think uh, people will have a better idea as far as how to – uh, actually make those better changes and improving their lifestyle. Well, I really appreciate the opportunity. I'll speak for Mike. Yeah. Mike's for you. Uh, I know he appreciated uh, being here, and we just we love the ministry that you're doing. And listeners, I uh, hope that you'll continue mm-hmm. to listen on because uh, there's a lot of great things here. And encourage your friends. You know, this is a great way. You know, sometimes, we, you know, it's hard. I know with uh, a lot of things going on, maybe you're going to work. It's nice to throw the podcast mm-hmm. on and take a listen to these things mm-hmm. there because you can re-listen, get some of those exactly. things, and you can take that stuff with you And uh, before you even have to, uh, you know, it's a kind of a nice way to um, uh, get some wind in your sails before you go to work right. there or even after a long day mm-hmm. and stuff there to kind of encouragement for resetting your mind mm-hmm. before you get home. And I j- we just love the ministries and we really appreciate well, you. Well, I tell you what, thank you. And I'm going to put you on the spot again. <laughs> Mike's not here. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So that's right. I tell you, um, if, if you wouldn't mind, yeah. Um, you know, again, this is something that you live and you do. I, I would like you to end this in prayer for those people who are on that fence and think, you know what, I need to make a change. But, you know, there's that difficulty they're going to have to go through. So if you could just pray for them so like that, that'd be great. And we'll go ahead and close. Okay. Sounds great. Father, come before you again and just thanking you and praising you in in your holy name for all that you do. And Father, uh, I want to say a special prayer to uh, our listeners out there and uh, be with them. Be with them in their challenging times and be with them uh, through their stages of change, wherever they are, Father. And ask that you will empower them, give them a peace of mind, and give them the wisdom to get to see uh, success in their change. And Father, to look for the connections they need, to be able to find the encouragement there. Father, uh, let them be able to see the light. And and Lord, we know that when we put our faith in you, uh, boy... um, we we have success no matter what. Father, be with them. Uh, we love you. We praise you. And uh, we give you the glory, honor, and praise in all that we do. We love you. Let's do Sunday and pray. Amen. Amen. All righty. I tell you what, I just want to thank our listeners for listening to us on Soaring in Health and Wellness. Until next week, keep advancing towards optimal health and wellness. 
Thank you for listening to Soaring in Health and Wellness with Dr. Steve Wells and his guest. We would like to thank our sponsors, Freedom Gate Church, where it is their passion to advance Christ's kingdom and disciple the generations. Find more details on the web at freedomgatechurch.net. We would also like to thank Mountaineer Chiropractic. For more information, go online to mountaineerchiro.com. If you'd like to be a sponsor or help support Soaring in Health and Wellness podcast, please go to the web at eagleswaysministries.org and select a patron page in the top menu bar. If you or your business or church would like Dr. Steve Wells to speak at your church, special event, or conference, please go online to eagleswaysministries.org and select contact on the menu bar or send an email to eagleswayministries at gmail.com or call 304-485-6589. Until next time, think of Isaiah 40, 29-31. He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Even youths grow tired and weary, and young men stumble and fall. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint.